0: NBC Monitor News on the hour, brought to you by Men and Quinsana, the cool, painless powder that soothes away athletes' foot irritation. Here's Pauline Frederick.
1: GOP presidential candidate Barry Goldwater went to Michigan today preaching party unity and hoping to get the endorsement of Governor Romney. But on this point, he did not succeed. We'll have a report. President Johnson has just ordered the FBI to make riot training available to all police departments in the United States as a result of big city rioting this past summer. Earlier, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover had reported to the president that that rioting was not instigated by communism or racial tension. Instead, the outbreaks reflected a growing contempt for the law among young Americans, a senseless attack on all constituted authority without purpose or object. Hoover said the adult troublemakers often triggered the outbreaks, but the mob violence was dominated by the acts of youth ranging in age up to their middle 20s. President Johnson will visit all New England states on Monday except Massachusetts, making campaign stops in Connecticut, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire. Diplomatic sources in Paris say that President Johnson may visit Europe early next year if he is reelected but it is conceded that nothing definite can be planned until after November the 3rd. More news after this from Menon.
2: If you suffer from athlete's foot, listen. Medical scientists announce a medication for athlete's foot that helps bring fast and painless relief. Its name, Menon Quinsana Powder. keeps your feet dry as it kills fungus growth. Doctors say, no fungus, no athlete's foot. And laboratory tests prove a specific fungus known to cause athlete's foot cannot grow in or even near quinsana powder. What's more, once athlete's foot is gone, quinsana powder used regularly blocks its return. That's because quinsana is a combination of three active ingredients that, one, kills the fungus growth of athlete's foot, two, absorbs the perspiration that breeds fungus, three, relieves the itching, burning misery. So if you're suffering from the maddening itch and misery of athlete's foot, get painless relief with Menin' Quinsana Powder. Laboratory tests prove quinsana powder keeps your feet dry as it kills fungus growth. Men in Quinsana,
1: Q-U-I-N-S-A-N-A.
0: Now, once again, Pauline Frederick.
1: Senator Goldwater went to Michigan today seeking endorsement from Governor Romney. For the outcome, here is Robert Abernathy, NBC News, with the Goldwater Campaign in Michigan.
3: George Romney refused again today to endorse Senator Barry Goldwater for president, even though Senator Goldwater endorsed him for re-election as governor. Senator Goldwater flew into Michigan today, saying Romney has done an outstanding job as governor. Goldwater urged people to vote for him, called him an old friend. Romney welcomed Goldwater cordially, but at a Republican rally, when I asked him about an endorsement, he could not change his position.
4: Governor, Bob Epperton. Yeah. yeah, Bob, how are you? That's, That's like you. Funny. Are you going to introduce the senator tonight? Tonight, yes. Tonight, are, you, are, you, are you going to endorse
3: uh, the... him? No. The reason for Governor Romney's position is plain. He's running slightly ahead of his Democratic opponent in Michigan, but the polls here show Senator Goldwater running far behind President Johnson. Robert Abernathy, NBC News, with the Goldwater campaign.
1: Robert Kennedy, Democratic candidate for senator in New York, said today the Ecumenical Council should make a clear statement that the Jews bear no responsibility for the crucifixion. Kennedy made the statement while campaigning in New York's German sector. A spate of military activity in Saigon has enforced rumors that another coup may be imminent. Premier Khan has gone to the hills to try to quell rebel tribesmen. This is Pauline Frederick, NBC News, New York.
5: The sensible spectaculars are here. Rambler for 1965. Three distinctly different Rambler sizes. Spectacular change in style, size, and power. The most sweeping change in automobiles this year. See the sensible spectaculars for 1965 at your Rambler dealers now.
0: Now. Listen again on the hour for Monitor News, brought to you by Rambler 65 at Rambler Dealers now. Monitor 64, and I'm Barry Nelson. Would you send your child to a school without attendance records or examinations or athletic teams, without the will to win? You'll be hearing more about such a school in a few minutes from now. But first, here's Al Caiola.
6: a demonstration then? Well, what does it look like? Yes, well, I saw your signs. Uh, just what is the point you're trying to get across here? Well, we're, <clears throat> we're trying to bring this thing out into the open here so the American people can learn the truth about accent. About what? They're under the impression it's some sort of a meat tenderizer. I see. It's just a seasoning. No, no, nothing like that. Listen, are you trying to start something here? No, I here? really because thought... Because if you are... Really, I thought accent was a seasoning. Now, well, these things have been withheld from the American public. Do you and, think so? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. That's your bureaucracy. It well, works. let's get... So accent brings out the flavors that nature's already put in the meat. It adds no flavor of a tone. I never realized that. No. Well, has the accent company hired you to demonstrate for them like this? No, we're uh, just professional demonstrators uh, in between engagements. I see. We're just... uh... Would you say you're a conservative? Well, I'd say a conservative amount of accent is all you need to bring the flavor out, yeah. I take it you're for Barry? Well, I don't know how it is for
0: berries, but it's wonderful on vegetables. Summerhill School, located 100 miles from London, England, was until recently unique. Academic discipline, as most of us know it, is actually shunned at Summerhill. The school was founded on the belief that love can be taught and that freedom without license can be practiced successfully. American photographer Herb Snitzer read about Summerhill. He went there and fell in love with it. His book, Summerhill, A Loving World, has been published, and he recently co-founded a school in Connecticut based on the Summerhill idea.
7: Monitor reporter John Cannon talked
0: with Mr. Snitzer about this unusual school.
7: We all hear much about Summerhill. For instance, uh, there was a picture in one of the magazines of a boy seven years old smoking. Now, does that happen there?
8: Well, yes, it does happen, but not with the frequency or the consistency that the popular press would like it to be known. It Uh, just doesn't go on as much as that.
7: To click off a few other... um, facts that are supposed facts that are told us about Summerhill, you don't have to go to any classes at all. That's correct. You could go through all your educational or all your academic years there without ever going to a class? That's
8: correct. Are there any examinations in the school? No. No examinations, no grades, no homework.
7: What about the boy-girl relationship? We've heard much about that there.
8: I think the boy-girl relationship in Summerhill, as in Lewis Wadham's My School, is a very healthy one. And that... um, they interact and relate with one another as total human beings, not afraid of each other. Well,
7: do you think that America uh, and do you think that uh, children generally are ready for all of this? In other words, you indicate that there's tremendous freedom here.
8: Yes, I do indicate there's tremendous freedom. Now, in regard to your question whether America is ready for it or whether children are ready for it, I think children are ready for it the day they're born and it's knocked out of them.
7: Well, are the parents ready for it? Oh, no. <laughs>
8: this is the sad part about it.
7: Explain that.
8: Well, uh... parents grow up in a certain social environment with certain values which they then of course uh... transplant into their children mm-hmm. and uh... children being very free human beings, very open and very honest um, are then confused. You have a very
7: sincere conviction that the Summerhill approach is a very good one and would you tell us just why it is?
8: Well, I... I think it's a very real one. I think it's a very honest one. Children do not fear Well, why don't they fear in the Summerhill type environment? Because the adult treats the child with dignity, with respect, which is what most children want from adults and do not get. Well,
7: how does the adult do this? For instance, does he respect the child's privacy, or what are the manifestations of it?
8: Well, examples. Um, an adult cannot go into a child's room without asking. Um, an adult cannot infringe on a child if that child wishes to do something. Mm-hmm. Except, of course, in those areas of safety and health. If a child wanted to jump off of a roof, that's something else. Mm-hmm. But if a child wanted or didn't want to go to class, well, that was the child's business and not the adult's business. Mm-hmm. And there's no subtle coercion used to make that child go to class.
7: How do these, uh, products of Summerhill turn out? Do you know?
8: Well, I have met quite a number of men and women in their 40s and 50s who went to Summerhill, and they turn out as very warm and loving and giving human beings, doing what they want to do, and loving life. What about your own school
7: here? Uh, Is there going to be any difference between it and the school in England?
8: Yes, the Lewis Wadham School in America has... um, really only one difference, and I I believe it's an important difference, and that is that we respect the freedom of the adult as much as we do the freedom of the child.
7: And the reaction thus far has been enthusiastic?
8: Very much so, very much so. Of course, we would like it to be even more enthusiastic on the part of parents.
7: (laughs) Well, we wish you every success, and we want to thank you very much for uh, spending this time with us today. Thank you. Our guest has been the famed photographer, Herb Schnitzer, who has started a school. A school that believes that children can be freer to give, to love, and to feel without, as they say, those conventional walls. This is John Cannon reporting for Monitor. Yeah, this is a very new, interesting, and
0: provocative idea in education, not to mention controversial. Al Cap, a few minutes hence, will add a little more fuel to the controversial fires. Meanwhile, there's no argument about this. You're on the monitor beacon. It's here now.
9: The first major change for the only American car of its kind. The 1965 Corvair. The 1965 Corvair with a new look of international beauty. Graceful hardtop styling even in the four-door sedan. The
5: 1965
9: Corvair with a new feeling behind the wheel. New suspension makes it as close to a sports car as you can get. Handles faster, easier, better than ever. The 1965 Corvair. You can get up to 180 horsepower. See and drive the 65 Corvair. At your Chevrolet dealers now.
0: (coughs) Your host, Barry Nelson. Your program, NBC's Monitor 64. Funny Girl is next and The Girl Who Brings Her to Life, Barbara Streisand.
5: A fella loves to be with a funny girl. The evening fly. They've got a thousand problems to cloud their mind. Some ladies find when they've lost their guise They should the made faces and crossed their eyes Their would give up the social
0: Now a Monitor News special. For a report on what both vice presidential candidates are doing today, we hear first from NBC's Charles Quinn with Congressman William Miller's campaign party in New Mexico.
3: The issue of war and peace, specifically the war in South Vietnam, has become the major theme of Miller's campaign speech. Here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, as he has all across the country... Miller draws an analogy between South Vietnam today and the situation 12 years ago when General Eisenhower campaigned on a pledge to end the war in Korea. Miller repeatedly says that under the Democrats, American soldiers in South Vietnam are being told to do enough to die, but not enough to win. And he leans across his speaker's podium, promises his listeners that the war in South Vietnam will not be won until Barry Goldwater gets to the White House. But when a reporter asked Miller yesterday what a Republican administration would do to win in Vietnam, he replied that because the Republicans do not have access to security information, they have no specific answers. But if elected, after conferring with military commanders and diplomats in the field, they certainly would come up with a policy for victory. And now for another aspect on Vietnam, here's Richard Valeriani in Huntington, West Virginia. Senator Hubert Humphrey replied today to a charge from a so-called GOP Truth squad that the war in South Vietnam was a product of the new
4: frontier. This is what Humphrey told a news conference in Huntington, West Virginia. The Viet Cong and the Viet Minh of the North uh, were most active in 1959 and 1960 when they saw that uh, South Vietnam's economy was progressing and that their economy was faltering and, in fact, uh, drying up. Uh, What we're doing in Vietnam is uh, what ought to be done if we wish if we wish to resist communist aggression these uh, uh, goldwaterite Republicans are, are really uh, uh, well they they're contradictory they, they're paradoxical I don't know what more how better I can describe them on the one hand they want to make a terrific rhetorical effort against communism but whenever there's any pain to be done to, to check it whenever there's any resistance that has to be made that might call for some sacrifice, and they brand it as uh, uh, war or as reckless. Now, you cannot face up to the communist menace unless you're willing to pay some of the prices that you have to pay. And I don't believe that the statements of the senator from Nebraska uh, have much merit, have much sense, and they have no historical accuracy. Humphrey is campaigning deep
3: in the heart of Appalachia to promote the administration's war on poverty. Richard Valeriani, NBC News, with the Humphrey Campaign in West Virginia.
0: For all the news and developments of this election year, stay tuned to your NBC station. Piano team of Ferrandi and Teicher playing Get Me to the Church on Time. I'm not sure if the opinion pollsters have ever sampled voter preference on the basis of love and hate. But Al Capp has thought about it, obviously, for here he is, monitors expert on nothing with opinions on everything.
10: Love is is so much more popular than hate. It's so much more highly spoken of that sometimes you can't help wondering if there isn't a conspiracy of newspaper columnists, radio and TV commentators and certain magazines brainwashing the public into and, and regarding it as, as, as a nicer emotion. Among other complimentary things often said about love is that it conquers all, it makes the world go round, and that it can accomplish miracles. And all that's true except on election day. Because... More often than not, on election day, the haters conquer. The haters grab the power to make the world go round, and generally backwards. On election day, it, 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 it's often hate and not love that accomplishes miracles. The reason for that is, is, is that hate is, is, is violent stuff to be loaded with. The hater doesn't relax and enjoy life. Uh, uh, all all that hate boiling inside of him makes it impossible uh, for him to to relax. You show me someone who hates, and I'll show you someone who's lively. Those haters are always up and at it, and and they're up and at it earliest and hardest on election day. You show me a guy who loves life, and I'll show you one who's secure, who's relaxed, or in a word, Who's lazy. And and, and that's a fine way to be uh, after hours, except for about 20 minutes every four years on November 3rd. If those of us who, who, who love America more than we hate the few inconveniences that come with being an American, if we don't express that love by giving those 20 minutes To protect the America we love on on November the 3rd, the haters will take over as they've taken over so many relaxed nations before. In this time of unreasoning, unreasonable hate, going to the polls can be something more than a duty. It it can be an act of love. This is Al Cap speaking to you on NBC's Monitor.
0: You're right, Al. Monitors, editorial cartoonists without portfolio, Al Cap.
9: Super Rocket by Oldsmobile for 65. Brand new Super Rocket V8 from Oldsmobile.
0: Now here's a monitor tip. If you're buying a rug, the most important thing to look for is the density of pile. The closer the pile, the longer the rug will wear. Look on the back of the rug to see if the stitchings are close. They should be for long wear. If you select a rug that shows the backing material when the rug is flat, you're wasting your money. orchestra, and fools rush in. Well, we tried to warn you about those rugs. A brief message for the 30 million Americans who own and use firearms. Shooting is a sport, on the range or in the field. We have a constitutional right to bear arms, but with this right comes a responsibility for the safe handling of guns. The National Rifle Association urges you to practice these rules of shooting safety. Fire only at a predetermined target store your gun under lock and key and store your ammunition in a separate locked place. Monitor reaches all America on NBC radio in northwestern Ohio and southern Michigan. Hear us on WSPD Toledo. Barry Nelson for Monitor back shortly.
9: This is NBC. NBC. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Barry Nelson, your host on this last Saturday in, or if you prefer, of September. I hope you're enjoying your weekend. The program NBC's Monitor, and looking ahead into our near future, Monitor Sports, with an Olympic preview, and in our immediate future, it's Nancy Wilson time. Her song, It's Time for Me.
5: Twice as nimble I've been down Now I gotta go up Time for me to wear daring dresses Time for me to buy crazy hats What my share of warm
9: This is Mel Allen with Monitor Sports, brought to you by Ford. Test drive total performance 65. Best year yet to go Ford. In one moment, a gal in her
11: gold rush. But first... Hi, I'm Tony Lima. I'm not going to give you any golf tips today, but I'm going to tell you about my brand new Mustang 2 Plus 2. When I was playing in the Thunderbird tournament last June, I got to use one for a week and I fell in love with the car. Out of the three Mustangs that that Ford makes. I had a difficult time choosing. I had a good look at the hard top, the convertible, and the new 2 Plus 2, and I finally settled on the 2 Plus 2. It really looks like one of those sleek European jobs. I like a car that feels nice and tight. The minute you touch the gas pedal, it moves. Easy to get in and get out of. Some beautiful colors. Mine happens to be a honey gold. One thing I really like about the 2 Plus 2 is if Betty and I are going somewhere, we need a little extra luggage space. We just Fold up the seats in the back and got room for a couple suitcases and my golf clubs. The only bit of advice I can give you about the new Mustang is to get in it and drive it yourself. And I think you'll feel the same way I did. Got to have one.
9: Friends, Edith McGuire, winner of three gold medals in the recent United States Russian track and field meet, will be out rushing for more gold in the Tokyo Olympics. For that story, here's monitor reporter Don Grider of WSM
12: Nashville. Edith, how does it feel to be the only American girl to win three gold medals in a Russian-United States track meet?
13: Well, I didn't know this until they announced it at the track meet. And really, it's a thrill. It's a great thrill. Mm -hmm.
12: Will you change any of your uh, practice procedures uh, looking forward to Tokyo?
13: Well, mainly, I will be working on stars. A lot of starts because my start in the hundred
12: is a little off. Uh, it was off in Los Angeles against the Russians, wasn't it? Yes, or not. yes.
13: Uh,
12: how bad a start was it? Uh, how many steps did they get on you before you finally got away from the board? I
13: say about three, or f- about three steps.
12: Really? Yes. So it was a pretty bad start. hmm Well, you made up for it. Uh, at what point in that one hundred meter event did you uh, did you finally take over the lead?
13: It was about seventy or eighty yards out.
12: Do you generally uh, like to take over the lead uh, far earlier than that?
13: Well, most of the time, I, my start is worse than <laughs> It's just it anyway. bad all the time. <laughs> it's <just> bad anyway. <laughs> but uh, about 50 or 60 yards. Oh.
12: But do you find that uh, you like uh, running from the rear position and, and having to overtake your opposition, or would you rather get out in front and stay there?
13: Well, it's kind of hard to get out front and stay there from the, from the beginning. Well, I guess it's good to have a good start, and then it's good for them to be out, and then you pick up a little, mm-hmm. have something to, you know, drive for. I see.
12: At least you know you're going to have to run faster than you are if you're behind. Yes.
13: So. Mm-hmm.
12: Now, in the 200-meter event, uh, things went pretty well, did they not? Uh, aside from the fact that you won the event, which, of course, is very good, but uh, the start was much better.
13: Yes. Well, I was on the inside and everyone was in front of me, therefore it gave me something to strive for.
12: You were behind to start with again, huh? (laughs) Well,
13: really, it wasn't behind, I was just inside. Mm -hmm.
12: But you could see people in front of you. Mm Yes. How many of the teams or competitors that you'll face have you seen? The
13: Russians, the Germans, and the Polish, and England, the girls from England. Mm -hmm. So
12: you've seen pretty much the powers uh, in women's track, then? Yes. And who do you consider to be the power?
13: Well, really, all of them are a threat. German, Russia, and uh, England. Mm -hmm. And there's a girl from Cuba.
12: Well, Edith, thank you very much, and best of luck to you and uh, to the other Tennessee state uh, girls in the Olympics and to the United States Olympic team. Thank you. We've been speaking to Edith McGuire, three gold medal winner in the recent United States Russian dual track meet. This is Don Greider in Nashville reporting for Monitor Sports. Thanks, Don. And remember, friends, NBC
9: Radio will air comprehensive coverage of the Tokyo Olympics, so do plan to listen. And now, a word about no-dose keep-alert tablets for safe driving.
7: This ever happened to you? You're driving down a long highway or working late, and then monotony makes you feel drowsy. Perk up with No-Dose. No-Dose keeps you alert with the same safe refresher found in coffee. Yet No-Dose Keep Alert tablets are faster, handier, absolutely not habit-forming. The safe way to stay alert without harmful stimulants. No-Dose.
0: For more
9: features and news from the world of sports, stay tuned to monitor
0: A brief mention and a salute to all you persimmon growers out in Mitchell, Indiana, where the Persimmon Festival is in full sway. Young lovers out there don't have to pucker up. They're already puckered. And wherever you are, please stay puckered to the Monitor Beacon. Give the United Way to your United Fund. Many campaigns rolled into one. United, it
5: benefits everyone. Give the United Play your United Fun!
6: See the United Fun kickoff campaign at the lakefront starting about 3 o'clock. Great color pictures should get the very finest processing. Do you agree? Then bring your Kodachromes, Ektachromes, 8 and 16 millimeter films to Cameras Incorporated 229 St. Charles. Your films are rushed daily to a Kodak processing plant and returned to you in 24 hours. 24 hours to process your Kodachromes and Ektachromes. And you're so pleased with Cameras Incorporated service, you keep coming back. Cameras Incorporated, home of 24 hour Kodachrome service, 229 St. Charles, Jackson 20712. Charge accounts invited.
0: Barry Nelson, back again with the Monitor. Napoleon Solo is the undercover agent in NBC TV's new action-adventure series, The Man from UNCLE. Solo is played by Robert Vaughn, a fifth-generation actor who wants to break the family tradition and become a Ph.D. and a politician. Monitor reporter Brad Crandall talked with him about his present and future plans.
14: Bob, welcome to Monitor. Thank you very much, Brad. My pleasure to be here. Now,
0: before we do anything else,
15: what's UNCLE?
14: Well, first of all, what UNCLE stands for should be cleared up, I guess. Uh, The initials stand for the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. And it's a non-profit organization with an international base, and it's somewhere vaguely between the CIA and Interpol, and wholly fictitious. It sounds
15: a little like a cross between the Illuminati and the Boy Scouts.
14: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, according
15: to uh, the information I have on you, Bob, you are, in addition to being an actor, a scholar, uh, you're working as a senator to a Ph.D.
14: That's right. The philosophy of communications at
15: the uh, University of Southern California. Uh, the obvious question is why?
14: Well, it was an intention of mine when I uh, finished high school to uh, complete my doctorate and earn a million dollars before I was 35. I'm a mite closer to my doctorate than I am to the other intention. I would
15: have been willing to guess that you were probably closer to a million dollars. <laughs> I'm also told that politics is of interest to you uh, in any
14: particular uh, manner or fashion. Well, I uh, work actively for the Democratic Party in the state of California and outside as uh, representing in 1960 the Kennedy campaign and 62 the Pat Brown campaign. And currently I'm working as a speech maker and coordinator for Senator Salinger.
15: I've heard a good deal of comment about uh, actors in politics. Uh, it strikes me that in California you could practically not have politics without actors since almost everybody out there, even if he's not working at it full time, uh, is impinging everybody, at least I know that in L.A., is registered with Central Casting and goes out for a couple of days a year <laughs> <laughs> in a location somewhere. So you really, you'd, you'd eliminate two-thirds of the electorate if you wiped out the industry out
14: there. Yes, uh, I think more so, much more so than in the past, probably starting with the Kennedy administration. There's a much more open uh, attitude on the part of uh, actors to espouse their political views, uh, Democratic or Republican.
15: Uh, You mentioned uh, working to your Ph.D., working in politics, and now you're uh, working in this uh, NBC TV series, this uh, Napoleon solo man from UNCLE thing. Uh, How are you going to find the time? To do which? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, theoretically, I would uh, would assume that you're going to have to maintain a certain amount of activity in all three.
14: Well, uh, the main activity, of course, is 14 hours a day at MGM doing the show. I will be starting fall semester on my doctorate on Monday nights, uh, one night a week on Monday, and my speaking engagements are every weekend between now and the election outside of the Los Angeles area.
15: And other than that, in your spare time, you can take up Parcheesi. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of fun with Parcheesi. Yes, it's very big. A lot of XGIs will pick it up during the war. Uh, Have you picked out a subject for your doctoral dissertation yet?
14: Yes, the title of the doctoral dissertation has been registered. It's called Acting Art or Accident, and it will be an investigatory... uh, interview situation involving the psychology of major actors which i have the good fortune to be able to expose myself to in hollywood uh, if without uh,
15: telegraphing the punch <laughs> is it your indi- is it your opinion at the moment that people come into this business
14: uh, on a compulsive basis oh holy yes
15: <laughs> you do this simply because you couldn't endure doing anything else as it were
14: well i think uh, i am not Definitely speaking for myself now, but I think that uh, the main reason is a great uh, psychological need for love, well past the norm. Mm, in
15: the hands of strangers, as Will Rogers said one time. Yes. If I may, uh, as Napoleon Solo, this particular question: Do you speak as softly and gently as Napoleon Solo as you do in in this conversation normally? Yeah. No, yes. It is that's this, my That's my talk. This is the modern variety, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Bob, thank you very much for being with us on Monitor. Thank you, Brad. This is Brad Crandall, returning you now to Monitor at Radio Central.
0: And Thank you, gentlemen. Sounds like a busy schedule for an actor. And while on the subject of TV, uh, I'll be doing a guest shot on NBC's Dr. Kildare this coming Thursday evening. Kind of a challenge for everybody. If the show survives this, it'll prove that it's invulnerable.
5: Are you...
9: And rich flavor too.
5: The logical move. Make the logical move. Make the logical move to L and L. The rich flavor cigarette with the modern all white filter. The logical move. Make the logical move to L and L.
9: Are you for a filter? l has a modern filter, all white, both inside and outside. Are you for rich flavor? Get the good taste of l rich flavor leaf. The good taste of soft-natured, longer-aged tobaccos. So if you're for a filter and rich flavor, too, make the logical move. The logical
5: move. Make the logical move, too.
0: Tony Bennett now, and a tune which you may be hearing for some time to come.
5: Who can I turn to? To know, and so I must go where destiny leads me with no. Darkness will hide me, and maybe tomorrow I'll find what I'm after. I'll throw off my sorrow, beg, steal, or borrow.
2: Again in 1965, new cars will have Tyrex rayon cord tires. Why have car makers chosen Tyrex for the seventh year in a row?
3: Because they get them wholesale, no,
2: huh? No, no, because Tyrex rayon cord tires give drivers a smooth, safe ride. Tyrex won't thump as you drive, the way even the finest nylon nah, do.
16: Nah, they get them wholesale. Oh, listen,
2: will you, friend? Car makers could get nylon tires wholesale, too, if they wanted them. They
16: don't want nylon? No, they don't want nylon. They
2: want Tyrex rayon. Tyrex keeps quiet. Yeah, which is more than I can say for some people.
0: It's Monitor Comedy Time. Mike Nichols and Elaine May. Should a tall man marry a short girl? Of course not. That is, if he doesn't love her. But suppose he does. Ah, that's where Nichols and May come in.
17: This is Honey Galen for Monitor, and today we're going to interview... Ben McCready, who is the tallest man in the world. Hello there, Mr. McCready.
16: Hello, Miss Galen.
17: Mr. McCready, how does it feel to be uh, a giant?
16: <laughs> well, it, uh, you get you get used to it, Miss Galen. I, uh, I've i been uh, eight feet tall since I was uh, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, you learn to live with it. Uh, you try to stand up straight and not slump.
17: Yeah, I imagine that points it up. That's right. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, can you, do you go out with girls?
16: Yes, I do. I, uh, I, uh, as a matter of fact, am engaged to a very lovely young lady.
17: hmm
16: I, and, uh, I, we're quite happy together. She's forgotten about my height. Oh. I've, and... I've found ways to, uh, disguise it with clothes.
17: Yeah, uh, I imagine, different th- cuts. Mm-hmm. There, are,
16: there are certain uh, colors that a tall person shouldn't wear because they only call attention to him, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if I avoid pinstripes or, or loud checked material, uh, I can manage to disguise my height.
17: Tell me, uh, how tall is the lady that you're engaged to?
16: She's four foot eight.
17: She is. Uh, do you two have any trouble dancing?
16: Uh, no. Uh, we, we've made our adjustment. Uh, it's pretty much uh, the same as with, with any two people who have uh, some physical difference. Uh, It's uh, a problem at first, but then when you grow to love each other and grow to respect each other's feelings, uh, it's not the problem that it was.
17: Um, Well, a lot of people would think you might have some difficulty adjusting uh, to being tall, but you feel that there really isn't too much difference between you and, uh, say, the average man.
16: I think inside everyone is exactly the
5: same.
17: Well um i noticed that uh, from the waist up you are the same size as any normal man it's only your legs uh that make uh, for your height
16: yes um i have uh, very long legs often when I stand up, people are amazed.
17: Yes, it's like the opposite of that Toulouse-Lautrec movie. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you just keep going. Uh, but, of course, <coughs> uh, that helps because uh, your hands fall in the right place. They would uh, almost drag on the floor if you if Yes, you're...
16: I, I need that length of leg. Uh, it, it keeps my uh, hands from dragging on the ground.
17: Mm, yes. Thank you very much, Mr. McCready. Well,
16: it's been a pleasure for me, too, Miss Galen, and, uh, and, and very unusual to, to uh, meet someone who's taller than I
0: am. Wow, that's what's fun about radio. I don't have to see her. I know she's eight feet seven. shick, stainless steel
9: blades, long lasting. Chic, stainless steel blades, long lasting. From the new thinking folks, it's Shave shaving smooth and comfortable's mighty quick. Double edge your injectors, so take your pick. you shick, stainless steel blades, long lasting. Chic. Stainless steel blades.
2: Save 40 cents. Get new chic shave cream packed with stainless steel blades.
0: Fine for litter bugging if it's Al Hertz pink confetti, and there was a fast version. This reminder now from the National Automobile Dealers Association. Did you know that a recent study of 95,000 auto accidents showed that the great majority of the mishaps occurred in daylight, and the weather was usually clear and the road straight and level and dry? NADA, the National Automobile Dealers Association, reminds you that there's never any time when you can forget about driving carefully. Use common sense, please wherever and whenever you drive. Next, the news on Monitor, and this is Barry Nelson.
9: Monitor. Great variety listening on the NBC Radio Network.